We continue with the dialogue for New Year's Eve from Ecclesiastes chapter 3. For everything there is a season and a time for every matter under heaven, a time to be born and a time to die, a time to plant and a time to pluck up what is planted, a time to break down and a time to build up, a time to weep and a time to laugh. A time to mourn and a time to dance. A time to cast away stones and a time to gather stones together. A time to embrace and a time to refrain from embracing. A time to seek and a time to lose. A time to keep and a time to cast away. A time to dare and a time to sow. A time to keep silence and a time to speak. A time to love and a time to hate. A time for war and a time for peace. God has done this so that all should stand in awe before him. Whatever God does endures forever. The epistle lesson appointed for this evening's service is from Romans chapter 8, beginning at the second part of verse 31. What then shall we say? In response to this, if God is for us, who can be against us? He who did not spare his own son, but gave him up for us all, how will he not also along with him graciously give us all things? Who will bring any charge against those whom God has chosen? It is God who justifies. Who is he that condemns? Christ Jesus, who died. More than that, who was raised to life, is at the right hand of God and is also interceding for us. Who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall trouble, or hardship, or persecution, or famine, or nakedness, or danger, or sword? As it is written, For your sake we face death all day long. We are considered as sheep to be slaughtered. Knowing all these things, we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. For I am convinced that neither death nor life Neither angels nor demons, neither the present nor the future, nor any powers, neither height nor depth nor anything else in all of creation will be able to separate us from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus our Lord. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Out of respect for Christ, we rise to hear the Holy Gospel. The Holy Gospel is from the Gospel of St. Luke, the 12th chapter, beginning at verse 35. Jesus says, Be dressed ready for service and keep your lamps burning, like men waiting for their master to return from a wedding banquet, so that when he comes and knocks, they can immediately open the door for him. It will be good for those servants whose master finds them watching when he comes. I tell you the truth, he will dress himself to serve, will have them recline at his table, and will come and wait on them. It will be good for those servants whose master finds them ready, even if he comes in the second or third watch of the night. But understand this. If the owner of the house had known at what hour the thief was coming, he would not have let his house be broken into. You also must be ready, because the Son of Man will come at an hour when you do not expect him. This is the gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, O Christ. 
You may be seated as we sing our sermon hymn, hymn 899, Across the Sky, the Shades of Night, hymn 899. Across the sky, the shades of night, this new year's eve are fleeting. We deck your altar, Lord, with light in solemn worship meeting. And as the year's last hours go by, we raise to you our earnest cry once more your love entreating for the cross subdued we bow to you our prayer addressing recounting all your mercies now and all our sins confessing beseeching you this coming year to keep us in your faith and fear and crown us with your blessing we gather up in this brief hour the memory of your mercies, your wondrous goodness, love, and power, our grateful song rehearses. For you have been our strength and stay in many a dark and dreary day of sorrow and reverses. Now remember as we pray our dear ones in your caring who brightly shine in endless day past death and all despairing. At our life's end, Lord, as your own, bring us with them around your throne, the joys of heaven sharing. As we begin this new year, as we look forward to this new year, do so knowing that God's grace and peace belongs to you through Jesus Christ our Savior. Amen. At the conclusion of this service, we are going to be singing as our closing hymn, Our God, Our Help in Ages Past. 
In that hymn, we sing these words. Our God, our help in ages past, our hope for years to come, our shelter from the stormy blast, and our eternal home. What are you looking forward to in the coming year, 2020? What might you be dreading about the coming year? Tonight, the author of that hymn I just quoted, Isaac Watts, reminds us that God, who has been our help in ages past, is also our hope for years to come. But before we discuss how God is our hope, as we begin this new decade, let's put some flesh on this God. You see, the God that we speak of and in whom we place our hope for years to come is the one who was conceived in the womb of a virgin who suckled at her breast so that he might be nourished and fed, who was hustled off to Egypt by his stepfather to protect him from Herod's slaughter of the male children in Bethlehem. The God we speak of and the one in whom we place our hopes for years to come was announced by the shepherds or announced by the angel of the angels to the shepherds. He was greeted by a handful of stinky shepherds and worshipped by mysterious magi. The God we speak of and in whom we place our hope for years to come is the Christ, the Messiah, the Lord Emmanuel, the Savior whose name is Jesus. He is the mighty God, the everlasting Father, the Prince of Peace. The God of which we speak was betrayed by his disciple, abandoned by his friends, beaten, whipped, stripped, nailed to a cross, humiliated. And yet, he did not regret his lot in life. He did not seek revenge on his enemies. He submitted. He loved. He forgave. The God that we speak of and in whom we place our hope for years to come died. But then he rose from the dead. And he ascended into the glories of heaven triumphantly. This is the God who has helped us in ages past and who is our hope in 2020 and for many years to come. Jesus the Christ is our hope for years to come when it comes to our sin. A child came crying to her mother. The little girl had done something terribly wrong and was really worried. I didn't mean it, Mommy, she said. Now will you hate me forever? Her mother responded by saying, When you do good things, I love you with a happy heart. When you do bad things, I love you with a sad heart. But there is never a time when I don't love you. Like this girl, it's easy for us to lose sight of Christ's love when we do something wrong. We wonder, will Jesus still be my friend? Will he still love me? Will he hate me now? Well, here's something I can guarantee you in the year 2020. I can guarantee you that you and I will sin against God and that we will be in constant need of his unfailing love. We will need to return to his love over and over and over and over again for all of the sin that we commit 
and just for the sinner that we are. And I can assure you that Jesus will love us with a happy heart and he'll love us sometimes with a sad heart, but there will never be a time that Jesus does not love us. Paul assures us of this in the epistle lesson that was read to you just a few moments ago when he says that in nothing in all of creation, not even our constant sin or sinful condition, can separate us from the love of God for us in Christ Jesus. In fact, the Bible says in Psalm 147, the Lord delights in those who fear him and put their hope in his unfailing love. Officer Pete O'Hannon was patrolling in northern London some years ago. It was very late at night. And he heard a cry, a whimper. And investigating, he saw a little boy standing on a doorstep in the shadows. And with tears rolling down his cheeks, the child whimpered, I'm lost and I have no hope of finding my way home. Will you help me find my way home? O'Hannon began naming streets as he tried to help the little boy think about where he might live. And when that failed, he listed all kinds of well-known shops. But this attempt also failed. But then he remembered that there was a church at the center of the city, a well-known church with a, with a big white large cross on top of it, which towered over everything. And O'Hannon pointed to the cross and he said, Do you live anywhere near that? And the boy's face brightened with recognition. Yes, take me to the cross. I know my way home from there. Take me to the cross. I know my way from there. The cross is always the best place to return, isn't it? The cross is always the best place for us to direct our eyes, especially when we're lost, when we're wayward. And as you and I journey through 2020, I encourage you to turn to the cross daily, to keep your eyes ever focused on the cross of Jesus Christ. And I will guarantee you that you will find your way home to the loving embrace of your Heavenly Father. Jesus the Christ is our hope for years to come. You can trust Him. Believe in Him as your Savior, for that is who He is. Jesus the Christ is our hope for years to come in times of trouble and hardships. In Psalm 33, verse 20, we read, We wait in hope for the Lord. He is our help and our shield. One of the first American pilots shot down in the Vietnam War was James B. Stockdale. He was a POW of the Viet Cong for seven years. And during those seven years, he underwent all kinds of torture. He was held in isolation, and he was chained in cruel positions in order to break him down and to get him to denounce U.S. involvement in the war. After he was finally released, Stockdale was asked how he could survive that kind of torture for seven years. And he said, hope. Hope of one day being released and hope of going home. Hope kept him alive. Jesus the Christ is the source of our hope amid troubles and hardships, for he himself is acquainted with adversities and with trials. Jesus is known as the man of sorrows. He was stricken, smitten, and afflicted. 
Dwight L. Moody said, and I quote, When Christ came into the world, the first sound he heard was woe. The wail of those mothers in Bethlehem. And from the manger to the cross, he was surrounded with sorrow. We're often told that he looked up to heaven and he sighed. Moody continues, I believe it was because there was so much suffering around him. It was on his right hand and on his left. Everywhere on earth and the thought that he had come to relieve the people of the earth of their burdens and so few people except him made him sorrowful. He came for that purpose. Let the hundreds of thousands just cast their burdens on him for he has come to bear them as well as our sins. Jesus was a man of sorrows. He was acquainted with grief. He was a constant companion of hardships and trials and tribulations. He, better than anyone, can understand and empathize with our own struggles as we go through the trials and tribulations of life. And Jesus came to bear our burdens. In fact, he invites us to cast our burdens on him. Yes, Jesus is our hope for years to come. As we experience trouble and hardships in 2020 and in the future years, we can trust in him to be, as the hymn writer says, our guard while troubles last. But not only will Jesus guard us while our troubles last, but Jesus has also survived and conquered. Jesus is our victorious king, and he has promised us victory too over all these things that trouble us. And so no matter what we experience in this life, in 2020, we can always have hope. Hope of one day being released from the consequences of sin and the hope of finally going home. And that brings me to the third point. Jesus the Christ is our hope for years to come, even in the face of death itself. G.K. Chesterton writes, Christianity has died many times and risen again, for it has a God who knows his way out of the grave. The God who knows his way out of the grave prepared Jessica James for her death. Jessica James was one of three children, three girls, who were killed a, few, a number of years ago when a 14-year-old boy randomly started to shoot at students at Heath High School in Paducah, Kentucky. The Reverend Calvin Denton, Jessica's pastor, told those attending her memorial service that just months before she died, she wrote the following entry in her journal while at youth camp. July 10. I thank you, Lord, for this week. Now I'm ready. I'm ready for you to come and get me. My bags are packed. My Bible is on my bags. Love you for eternity, Jess. Then Pastor Denton added, If anybody was ready Monday morning, Jessica was. As a 17-year-old child, she understood what Jesus meant when he said, You must deny yourself and take up your cross and follow me. And on Monday, she followed him all the way to heaven. 2020 might be our last year on earth, at least for some of us. As we'll sing a little bit later, time, like an ever-rolling stream, soon bears us all away, 
we fly forgotten as a dream dies at the opening day. Yes, life could come to an end for us. And the question we need to always be asking ourselves every day is this. Are we ready? Are we prepared, as we heard in the Gospel reading tonight, for our Lord to come to get us? Are your bags packed? Our Savior has not forgotten us. We will never be a forgotten or fleeting dream to our Savior, our Lord. Jesus promises, I will go go and prepare a place for you in my Father's house, and I will come back. I will come back for you, and I will take you to be with me. Yes, Jesus the Christ is our hope for years to come. No, Jesus the Christ is our hope for eternity. And thus, as we begin this new year, 2020, we do so with this blessing from Romans 15. And this is my blessing for all of you. May the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace as you trust in him, so that you may overflow with hope, hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. Amen. And now may the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, guard and keep your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. Amen.